0: radio. I'm your host Dr. Karen Can, author of the bestseller Guide to Healing Chronic Pain: A Holistic Approach. And if you're new to my tribe, I'd love to give you my gift. Uh, it is the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide and you can get that free as a download at sensitive soul guide all one word, .com. So sensitive soul guide.com and it's to help people that are highly sensitive really start to harness their sensitivity as a gift and express it as a superpower so we can all pull the world out of darkness and shine our light. So today with me is a very special guest. It is a colleague and friend of mine that I met through the Wellness Leadership Academy. Some of you that have been following me for a while know that I'm a big fan of the Wellness Wellness Leadership Academy and, and a student there myself in the master's program. And today's guest, Dr. Naomi Gillespie, as an NDU also is part of that program, and her and I are kind of like the, you know, the gung-ho energy people (laughs) in the group, so we get along great, and and I just learned more about some of her magic that she does, and thought, wow, this is going to be so great having her on the show, because there's a, what we're going to talk about today is um, about people that are in the shift working industry so they do a lot of shift work and actually um, I know it's maybe different from the different kinds of shift workers that um, Naomi has dealt with but I know from my point of view as a medical doctor that even my colleagues who are doing shift work who are doing stints away from home I did locum tenens for months at a time you know um, away from my family away from my friends uh, also people that you know work these weird ER shifts and things like that in fact one of our kung fu students has you know, shift works and, and works at the prison. So how hard is that, <laughs> right? And we know from the data that uh, this is a very difficult way of working. It's inconsistent. You're away from family, and so there's all sorts of problems. And Naomi has made it, as the Joy Diva has made it, uh, her mission to really help these people to be able to balance, you know, their family life, their personal life, um, you know, their their work life. And so I'm super excited to have her on the show. We'll uh, share uh, with you, you know, her experience and some of the amazing expertise that she's going to help us with. So, you know, simple tools, you know, to reclaim your relationship connection. How to have a happier workplace. What the problems are right now in the workplace, and how we can make huge improvements on that. Um, you know, self-care specific to shift workers. And more. Uh, And if you'd like to get some personalized and individualized coaching, this is the great opportunity to get that. So if you're live in the show, you can call in at 818-514-1190 and hit one so we know your hand is up. So, again, 818-514-1190, hit 1. And then also, if you're online with us live, I've also opened up the chat so you can um, put your comments there and any questions you have for Dr. Naomi as well. So, without further ado, welcome Dr. Naomi Gillespie. Woohoo! hoo Hello,
1: I know, the joy diva, I lo- it makes me excited in my chest when you say the joy diva Yes, the joy diva It does,
0: I, does. <sighs> I heard that, I'm like, that is so perfect for you Oh my goodness, so perfect And uh, I know it's like 4am in Australia
1: <laughs> I love 4am, I'm okay with 4am, Karen oh, okay. oh, that's great,
0: that's great Well, let's start with your story I know you have a very interesting story with various different I mean, you have you have so much different skills and magic and everything like that and uh, maybe you could share a little bit about like first of all how did you even get into the wellness industry and how did you decide to really help these people especially you know um shift workers that are in the mining industry how does that all connect for you
1: well i got into the industry wanting just to help people like we all do like the same that you did i'd imagine and from that point i I I had to keep referring people to other people. So I just wanted to be like the the queen of their world, so to speak. So I didn't have to keep referring because I didn't know truly what the other people did. And I just wanted to make sure that I was the best therapist that I could be so that I could help them the best that I could. So that's how I kept evolving and getting all these little bits of paper that made me just knew a few more (laughs) extra things so I could help them a little bit more. And it just kept going. And, and I remember one day my mum said, no, Naomi, you really have to stop. You'll just become a professional student. And I went, OK, yeah, I'd better stop that, dear mum. So, how I got into the whole industry of ship work and mining, because in, in where I was for 10 years, I was working with miners, thousands and thousands and thousands of miners and other different types of ship workers. My family actually went over there, Karen. They went over there from one side of Australia to the other, all of a sudden, and they were just gone. So by the time wow. I got over there, there was 20 of my family members in this tiny town, believe it or not, right? And there was no therapist there. There was no therapist. They had um, flying flyout doctors, and that was about it. So I went out to the Wild West. <laughs> it was just, wow. it was crazy. There was men everywhere. There was far too much money. <laughs> Everyone had far too many um, toys and boats and big cars. No it was way. actually, it was a real life and it was really crazy and it was really hot. I remember getting off the plane and I opened and I thought I'd just stepped into an oven. So wow, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So I was like at my clinic on the Gold Coast, which is the other side of Australia, and the bottom fell out of the um, market there. Because everyone lost their jobs and it went all crazy. So I was like, let's just go on an adventure. So I went on an adventure (laughs) and I stayed there. So I myself flew in and flew out for four years. And then I moved there and opened a wellness center and I lived there for six years. So it was really interesting watching these humans that I'd treated for that whole time. They actually just changed as humans. It was quite fascinating and it was quite disheartening at the same time the biggest issue that i had and it was only 2 years ago let me tell you that six people in a span of 6 weeks actually killed themselves in that town oh, and that was the that was my that was my trigger that was the thing that broke my heart into a million pieces and the whole town shifted it it had this energy about it and it was so sad to see because there was people that didn't have money or they had family breakup or it was to do with other things that that was so confronting they couldn't even be on the planet anymore. So they decided to to leave. But six people in six weeks in such a tiny town fascinated me. And the second part of that is that lots of my family being in different types of industry so whether it's on the wharf um i've had family nursing uh drug and alcohol counseling all these different types of shift work and the minds they actually wow. changed as humans and i watched that and my partner changed as a wow. human and i myself flying in and flying out i could see all these changes and it was like the elephant in the room. No one spoke about it. No one did anything about it. And the industries themselves that have the most money, which is obviously the mining industry, they did very little about it too, which I thought was really strange considering what they do do about it. They they tell people to drink water, uh, please don't chop your hand off, and <laughs> make sure you sleep well. Right. <laughs> Don't chop okay. your head off. Okay. So or they, your they hand. had some
0: sort of wellness program, sort of. Yep. Yep. Okay, but very sounds rudimentary to me.
1: It, exactly. It's not so going to prevent people killing
0: it. themselves.
1: Not. Nah, so the suicide wasn't handled. It was the big elephant in the room. But oh, then they're talking man. about psychological safety, and they're talking about this to a crew of humans that fear for their work if they say anything. So they didn't feel Uh, brave enough to speak up about any safety issues in the first place. But secondarily to that, they weren't looking after the families of the people that are their workers.
0: Right. Yeah. Very surface, very kind of like corporate in terms of, oh, we're doing something, you know, but not at a deep level to make an actual difference.
1: Exactly. So they, they did surface it and they, they did do inverted commas, the volume they were supposed to do and spend the volume of money they were supposed to. But the way I see it and looking at the niche there is that they weren't spending it on the right things. When if you want a happy worker, you need to look after them in their home life, whether they're single with a dog <laughs> or whether they're a family with six kids. Everyone has that same basic need to belong, feel part of something, feel loved and understood, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And that's what they're missing.
0: (sighs) Wow, wow. So it's really like this gaping hole It is exactly need that isn't really being addressed at all, really,
1: really. adequately. No, not at all, not at all. No, and so they're missing out... um, and you and I both know that you know if you if you don't look after someone's spirit and their emotional state what happens to the mental state and then the yeah. the roll off effect of that is their their health them not looking after themselves and then lead, leading to disease states they could have prevented uh, so that it's yeah. it's drug addiction it's self medication it's binge eating it's unhealthy um, lifestyle practices, so all of that's part of it. Because someone doesn't care about themselves because they're so tired and feel like a number,
0: uh-huh.
1: and that's sad.
0: Yeah, they don't feel loved. They don't feel honored. They're just this this number. They shift yeah. in. you know, clock in, clock out. You know, get kind of a rudimentary. Oh, here's how you you know stay safe and take care of yourself, but it's not real. Yep. It's, I mean, it's not deep. Yeah, so they can feel that energetically as well as, you know, on exactly on a real world basis. that that yep. they're not really cared for.
1: Absolutely so not so. cared for. And you know, I wouldn't even imagine in my in my lifetime feeling like a number or feeling like nothing or feeling like if I went to work that my whole life could change in an instant. That would be daunting every day. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, to, yeah. and and the the biggest issue that I've been um having, not literally, but in my actual own mind, is how do I change a paradigm? How do I change this whole culture? And that's my mission: to prevent suicide, but shift a whole culture, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a big <laughs> right? it's a big job. Uh, it's a big I job. I like a but challenge. <laughs> I know that you're the perfect person to do it. I was gonna say, like, you have that that drive, that energy to be able to to shift that literally <laughs> to shift the culture, because that's what's needed. And I think that for each of us, doing our own, you know, whoever it is we serve, we're just making you know that that positive energy and permeating that into that specific space, so that it can actually help. You know, my mission too is is really you know help people shine their light and be able to pull the world out of darkness so um I, i'm sure you you know have some maybe some stats on like you know how, what's how big is the problem like what you know what is going on out there
1: with shift workers? what we've with shift workers in in general the the biggest problem that i see and that i've researched is that well They've been doing research just in Australia, let me tell you, Karen, since mid-1970s on the mental health of um, mine workers specifically. But shift workers in general, we're not noticing a decrease in family breakdown and we aren't noticing a decrease in suicide. And you'd think after all these years and especially the last five years, they've started implementing, you know... In Australia, we have a thing called Are You Okay Day? And I'm sure in America, you guys would have something quite similar to that, where the whole nation asks a friend, are they okay? So that's Ah, become Australia-wide, which is great. But what about all the other days? So statistically, suicide hasn't decreased. And statistically, family breakup hasn't decreased either. And they're my two biggest areas that I have an issue with, because one causes the other, and then the that. person's yeah, and the person's longevity at their in their workplace, and looking from a company point of view, having a high staff turnover that hasn't changed either, so it's not good for the company, and it's not good for the staff, so it's really interesting that there's this missing link that hasn't been catered to because I'm sure they look at it like oh, it's all emotional, and what do we do about that?
0: Right, that's not, our, you know, that's not our yeah, problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's not our bag. We just don't want you to chop your fingers off, right? And we that's want you right. to stay hydrated. Have your electrolytes, and when you're on shift work, please get your sleep in, really. <laughs> like, when yeah. you think of all those biochemical changes in the body just with shift work. And the nature of a human, so the actual as a human, they change their nature and how they present to the world. That's got to be on the company's heads in some way, shape, or form, in my mind. And it's well. Not. That's
0: the cool thing is you're you're going to be able to, especially with with your best-selling book that's coming out, uh, you know, really help to put it out there. So that the comp- you know the companies and, and the bigger level I uh, know that's slower than at the people level, but will start to change their attitude, especially if they realize, hey, the bottom line is at stake here. You know, we are going to spend way too much money on whatever, and then not have enough healthy people to really make the company, you know, work well and and um, the bottom line, the money coming in. So I think this is important for them to be able to wake up and have someone like yeah. like you point it out.
1: Yeah, to go and shake them, (laughs) just shake them by their collar, right? Yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely. See if we can
1: save some lives, that would be awesome.
0: Absolutely, and I just wanted to share with folks, if you're just listening in live and would like to chat with us here on the show on Light War Radio, I'm interviewing Dr. Naomi Gillespie. She's the Joy Diva, and one of her missions is to really help people that are going through shift work and, and, and work away from home to be able to have a balanced family, personal, and work life. So the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. And we'll be uh, opening up phone lines in a little bit. Again, uh, 818-514-1190 and hit 1 on your dial pad so I know your hand is up. Otherwise, I won't unmute you. And if you are on the chat, you can also put your questions or comments in the chat as well. We'd like to know, like, what have you personally experienced, people live on the show, to, you know, in terms of your family life, your, uh, if you're doing shift work or you have a family member who's doing that kind of work, like what has happened in your life and what have you dealt with it? Um, so, Dr. Naomi, you were going to share with us kind of like uh, what you've discovered as like your system to help people in this space. So maybe you can share more about that.
1: Okay. So, what we've um, what I've worked out is that there's obviously three areas. There's there's work, self, and home. Uh-huh. So, if we can connect work, self, and home, and get those three areas balanced, then everything. Everything becomes even playing field. So you can look after your family well. You can look after yourself as in your spirit and your emotional state well. And you can also be a better workmate and notice what's happening in the workplace. And you might save someone's life. So we've yeah. created just really simple tools. And you know what? After all the research I did, Karen, because I'm a bit of a, um, a research nut I actually came down to a really simple thing that the the thing that's lacking and you'll associate with this is communication, mm. so communication at home, communication with yourself and communication at work so it's it's being brave enough to open the lines of communication up, especially to yourself, believe it or not, and then
0: yeah, I think that people miss that yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's just like people don't pay attention to how they're feeling. And, you know, people know I feel really bad, I feel really good, but they don't change it to a positive aspect to, to, you know, become more grateful and become more positive and to have more joy. That's not the pinnacle of their mind. The pinnacle of their mind is getting through the workday, getting home, maybe not getting yelled at by their partner you know, and given 500 things to do on their next day off. Those are simple things that we've worked out that you can implement at home, at work and within yourself that just creates a space for you and to hold space with yourself, hold space with your family and to be able to hold space at work so you do see how different people change their actions or their moods or to you can bring a positivity to work that, other people don't have because they're not paying attention to themselves or others.
0: Mm, yeah, that makes so, they, so much sense.
1: They become can you share like a
0: little, yeah, can you share like a little piece of that, like a tool or something one like a, that, that that people can start using right away?
1: You are absolutely going to love this one because it's so simple. You're going to get a giggle because I giggled when I worked it out. I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do that with Scotty at home? Goodness me, it took me, you know, a hundred years because my partner worked at Rio Tinto. <laughs> I know, I'm a bit of a slow learner, Karen. So, my partner worked at Rio Tinto. So, he worked in uh, one of the biggest mining companies that do iron ore in Australia. And I would sit there, and I know this sounds really mean, but I would sit there and I'd be like, Why is he so grumpy all the time? He's so annoying, right? God, he just doesn't do anything. He sits on his bum all day, right?
0: (laughs) And it's because
1: he was so, so exhausted from night shift. But that made me look at him. This sounds bad, but it made me look at him not in a positive way. I thought I was with this human that that had just lost their soul and just sits on the lounge and watches movies all the time, right? because of pure exhaustion not getting enough sleep and not feeling like they counted at work the simplest thing that i've learned and unfortunately for Scotty it was after he stopped working for the company <laughs> <laughs> but, i know
0: but he's still alive he, i'm hoping yes
1: i he, he i yes yes he, he i haven't killed him yet it's fine so um <laughs> he, he, he's God. awesome he's awesome okay. so the the thing The simple thing I learned, and I wish I'd learned it myself earlier, and I tell people to do this and i I found it so simple, I almost found it silly to say to them when I started doing human experiments right is to just simply when whoever's coming home from shift don't jump on them in the first five seconds, so I' found lots of times because it's a male dominated industry that the wife would be. I've had the kids all day. I'm so tired. They don't stop. They're yelling. Right. And by the way, when you finish shift tomorrow, here's your list of things to do. So this poor human that's been working sometimes all night and it's the early morning and the kids are getting ready for school, if they just get left alone for half an hour, just to unwind, have a shower, clean out their mind, and calm their bodies and their, if there's ang- lots of them get anxiety and to calm that down and be ready for the family, be ready for the conversations, right? I found that actually shifted the whole family dynamics, believe it or not. Wow. By just, no, I, I, I know
0: Yes, it, that makes sense. It's
1: so <laughs> weird. Isn't it weird that I didn't work this out sooner? But it is such a simple thing and the whole family dynamics shifted which wow. is completely mind-blowing for such a simple thing that I should have thought is of it earlier. It's so much sad. I know, but it, it actually works and it's quite mind-blowing and it takes a little bit of um, practice. So the wife, if they've been doing this or the partner at home, if the husband's been doing this for 100 years and he does a, you know, a normal day job and the, and the wife's on shift, he just wants to go and do something for himself. He just wants to stop having responsibility for the kids he wants to not cook right. dinner that night right. and so that half an hour of reprieve gets them ready i won't say for the onslaught but really when you have little <laughs> kids and it you know a crazy it might be get ready for the onslaught of the family and that half an hour shifted the whole family it made a positive impact on the family with a minute change that is so minute that change it's absolutely mind blowing the difference it has on a family unit.
0: well, it's great to hear the you know that that it works first of all and that for me, uh, I've always been coaching or mentoring the mom part where, you know, we talk about these busy moms and and they don't get a reprieve from the children and and they go crazy and they, they, they get depleted and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know what, work it out with your partner. If you can have half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever, just, you know, quiet time and whether that be, you know, lock yourself in a room with a sign, the door that says meditating, do not disturb, or, you know, stay away or something. And just have that agree, or in the bath or whatever, and your partner be able to take that responsibility to make sure that you get that quiet time that can really shift it. And I didn't really think about the other partner who might be doing shift work, you know, having that, uh, the same thing. So this this makes total sense
1: well it 's funny you should say that, Karen, because you know what in the whole um, you know the family dynamic shift obviously with shift work, so in the daytime, people are walking around on eggshells and trying to not to not to wake the shift worker up, and all these sorts of things, so the family unit changes, and once when you 're in the shift work pattern, you don 't realize these shifts, you just have to do them, so it 's sort of once again that zombie like state of be quiet. They're asleep. Everyone, be quiet. Don't yell. Play outside, right? And it's usually the shift worker that doesn't need that doesn't notice that how the family has to put such an effort in because they're living the shift. So I found um, from your your side from the mums. When I triggered that, let's look at both sides, it was really interesting what we came up with in reference to helping the families out, especially the women, believe it or not. So this isn't just about the shift worker, this is about the the people at home, the people left at home, men or women, and what happens with them. So one of the other little tricks that um, your people might like to know is, it's a very simple thing. Everything I do is really simple because complex, no one does, right? It's like if you right, tell right. someone gone, you should, up you the should other. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you should really stretch every day for half an hour, right? No one does that. It's too no, hard, no. right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hate to admit it,
1: but no, I don't. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, nah okay so what I do is implement really simple strategies that even the kids can do at home if there's children but I actually get the um the the partner uh, of the shift worker and the shift worker that when they when they come home give them the half hour really simple changes the family on their first day off don't give them a list because they always get a list, and it drives them insane. And it's something we see all the time, but no one talks about it. They just say, oh, that list, but that nothing gets done. So don't give them a list of things to do until their second day off, right? On the first day off, just leave them alone. It's their rest day, and you keep it as a rest day. You let the, everyone in the family unit know that. That's their rest day. They can do their list the day after. They need to recover and recuperate. The great thing is for the partners is they're getting paid attention to with a simple line that goes something like this. Honey, remember, on, the, on my second day off, that's your day where you go and do things for yourself and I've got the house covered and I'm doing my list." Bam.
0: Wow. Drop
1: right there, right? Such a simple thing and the person at home feels cared for, they feel loved. They get time out to regroup and regather on their own spirit and in themselves. That day is not about running around for the family. It's about doing nice things for themselves, whether it's a massage, whether they do something cool like go to gym, whether they have lunch with the girls or go out to dinner that night. Whatever it is, they're cared for and they're paid attention to. They belong and they're loved and they feel secure in their relationship because they're feeling like that, that person loves them enough to think about them. Wow. So and that I mean, I know it sounds in.
0: it sounds like a script, but I got to say, th- this would change so much <laughs> the dynamic yeah. of the relationship, uh, it, you know, if someone even just practiced the script and, and yes. said that. Because cause I'm thinking, you know, from your point of view initially, I was like, okay, so the shift worker comes home, and then, you know, instead of inundating them with this big to-do list, and you know everyone going oh you're home you're home you know and the you know them them not having a break yet they get that rest day where yeah. they get that time that the list is not dumped on them until the next day <laughs> and yes. and then they get that half hour <laughs> reprieve when they come home where they get to decomp you know like like decompress and and, yeah. and get the shower and clear themselves uh, and then but you're saying also taking care of the the usually it's the woman you know that stays yeah. at home. The, yep. the stay-at-home mom or whatever stays at home, and then she gets on the day that the second day, then she gets to hear from her partner, hey, this is your day. You go do what you need to do for you. I've got the kids, you know. So both partners in the family have that day where it's, it's you know, not crazy, yeah. <laughs> where they're yeah, honest, and loved. Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, and that's the whole thing, isn't it, when you have – um. You know, when you've got a partner, you you want them to feel safe because one of the things that we found within shift work is you're spending lots of time. Like, it's a long time. It's not just a nine-to-five with 20 people in an office. It's close quarters. It could be driving in a car. It could be in a, a big machine operating. You're in close quarters quite often with the person from the other sex. So that makes your partner And this is one of the issues. It makes the partner insecure that you're spending all this time with someone from the opposite sex in a workspace. And this is where lots of jealousy and arguments and, you know, who's the the, the, the poor ship worker only has to bring up the person's name and they're jumped on. Who's that? You haven't spoken to me about them before. And I've seen this conversation thousands of times, let me tell you. And it's quite
0: wow, really. It,
1: it, yeah, and it puts a lot of pressure on the relationship because you never see the the who they work with. You don't know who they work with. You know that they're there with them more than they're with you. And you, if if you're not feeling secure and safe in your own relationship because of the simple things like you're having a day off, go and do something nice for yourself. We're going to dinner this weekend, right? If you're not feeling safe there, the roll-off effect is the jealousy and the insecurity and the stuff that comes up because you're not paid attention to at home. You don't feel cared for, and you feel isolated and alone and separated from the partner. It's like you're living sometimes with an actual flatmate, not your lover.
0: Oh, I've heard that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Being a You know, being a medical doctor and having been on call and being – you know, a 72-hour call or 48-hour call or whatever, and being away and living in the hospital, my former husband, you know, when, when it was time for, like, a break, I am like, oh, what are we doing this week? He goes, I made plans. I'm like, what do you mean you made plans? You made plans without me? And he goes, uh, well, you're not here most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I made plans without you. And I got resentful. He got mad, you know, and because I was like, what the? You know, like I have this one yep. weekend off, and you're not saving it for me, and he's like, "Look, you just kind of live here,
1: yes, <laughs> I hear it all the time, and, uh, you like...
0: expect me just to be waiting for you hand and foot, I don't think so, yep.
1: right, right,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so and crazy they're... that
1: yep, yeah, right, that you know it will, and it's that and it's really confronting because they do get resentful, and then the fights start, and the arguments start, yep, and you know what I always say to my people, I'm like have a plan have a roster system have a roster system where you can see it and it's all on a sheet and i know that sounds really you know obsessive compulsive but it actually works it's rather it, it really comes down to being organized within your family unit because you're on such a regimented roster that the the other side of your life needs to be quite regimented if you want to fit everything in and so uh, the whole system okay so system what do you, you give
0: me an example
1: What does that mean? Okay, so I create a a work roster at home. So instead of giving the list every time, there's just this mandatory because, you know, every week something has to be done at the house and it's pretty much the same stuff when it comes to cleaning. So if there's kids involved, the kids have their chores and the days that they do them and how they help at home. So the pressure's taken off mum so she's not exhausted and screaming her head off. And then the partner, they know what their things are for the week when they come home, so that you're not handed a different list every week. And then there's things that obviously have to get done once a month. So you know, you can take the garbage to the to the tip once a month. You can trim the trees once a month. You know, all those little things. So everything gets put into job lists. Number one. Number two, the kids get their chore lists. Number three. We, you allocate time where the pe- people get, the, the shift worker and their partner get time a day by themselves. So let's not forget the shift worker. He wants to go fishing or he wants to go and play golf or tennis or whatever he likes doing. You know, us girls might want to go get a facial, play tennis, go to gym. So they're the things that get put into the system where the male has a day off, the female has a day off, or same sex, whatever they want to do, the partners get the same day off each month, and that's their mandatory day off. Even if they've got nothing planned, get out of the house. Then they okay, have to Okay, so what they... about
0: the family time then? Like family time? So fun. the family time. Is that part of comes... that weekly thing or monthly thing? Or...
1: That's actually part of the weekly thing where you actually schedule in a family you know, activity. So that's okay. where the whole family goes. So whether it's um every night where you walk the dogs or whether it's picnic on a Sunday or going down to the beach for the day, there's a family joint activity. And then if the people are working away, I found the one thing that, that works really nicely that you can implement is that person that works away creating connection and quality time with their children. By having time out just by themselves with that child or those children, so the the partner has time to do what they want once again, but creating that reconnection with the kids and that quality time. And the the thing that I love is is making sure each time they come home they create a memory, so that there's oh. there's fun and there's joy and there's happiness because that kid misses. The partner that flies away or works away but they also miss the person that's sleeping time or comes off a little bit grumpy because they're exhausted so I found that quality time by themselves not with the partner with that child to create memories each shift is of utmost importance
0: Ah, okay. So are you talking about the, the one that is the shift worker Yeah. Uh, just being with the kids with special time each week? It doesn't have to yeah. be long necessarily, but, but that not on their day off, not or not on the first day that they come back.
1: Definitely not the first day they come back. And it can yeah. be, I found what lots of people do is the mum will go out and then, um, or the partner will go out and whoever's the person that's, um, the shift worker will take the kids out at the same time. But then you've got these really awesome humans and what they do is they'll have the partner go away that's a stay-at-home carer that's probably working full-time as well, mind you. Yep. But the stay-at-home carer go, right goes out for the day and then they use their quality time with their kids on another day, not on that person's day out. So ah. that person that's a carer gets extra time out by themselves to do whatever they want whether it's something in the house or whether it's going to do something for themselves they actually get double time out.
0: Okay.
1: And it works so a that's... treat.
0: Yeah, that's that's they great.
1: Have... Well the whole creating connection memory is really important. For a
0: you And I time. like that the the creating connection that memory and that communication. Um, and yep. I think with i sh- see I don't do shift worker is is shift work for so long I don't even remember except for the <coughs> on call stuff is that when most people they when they do shift work do they do like four days a week like what what's the average because I'm trying to think logically here if they have two days that they can come back and not you know be decompressed they, and, then the, and
1: quite often I find with um with the shift workers so it depends what workers. so you know in the medical profession, it could be um, day or night shifts and then they might get, and then sometimes you're lucky to get one to two days off. So the shift work could just be because you're on night shift by itself. Then there's other shift workers where they work two weeks on, two weeks off. Okay, Some shift workers have one month on, one month off. And other shift workers may work, yeah, so other shift workers may work um, two days, three nights. And then have four or five days off. So the time span that they have off, these activities are completely viable, which is great. Ah, And then if you have the short shift workers where they're just doing a pure night shift run, so they're on a long-term night shift for, you know, five, six days, then they usually get that three-day reprieve. And that's Ah. where you can still do those simple activities or have a rest day. And each of these things just rotate to the next. What you haven't done on that shift time off, you can do on the next shift time off because their shift times are shorter. But they're they're still trying to survive the shift. They're still trying to get through it, just like a shift worker that has worked away for a month. They still get tired. They're still sleeping in the day. They still need to recover. Their problems are all the same. They still feel the same and they can still implement the same things within their shift work roster.
0: Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, you have so much to give and and this is such amazing value. (laughs) Uh, just sharing with us this, you know, this little bit of this tool for the, for the family. Uh, wow, that's brilliant. Um, in fact and in fact I, I was just um uh sharing with my uh my virtual assistant, uh, that she really needs to listen. I, she's busy working for me now. But she, like, you have to listen to this show on, uh, you know, when you're free on replay because you know, she's a busy mom and you know, her, her, her significant other or partner does go away for, for days or weeks at a time I think and uh, so this is so so totally relevant and I was like oh my gosh these are such great ideas so thank, <laughs> and <they're> you. <laughs> thank you for being on this show this is going to help <laughs> all of so us including, including me right because she works for me uh, and we, maybe it. we could I I don't know if you have a little tip for as far as you know the shift worker for their workplace like how we can have maybe a happier safer workplace
1: it's funny you know what, Karen, when um with with our Hawaii immersion, um, I was speaking to one of our colleagues, Cassie, and it's really interesting and I didn't know this, it was great. She had actually worked as a psychologist in uh the defence force. And right. um she's had lots of experience and she found it quite fascinating with um, you know, if you're not in the army or the navy or you know, that, that they have a whole family unit, they have a whole unit just to look after the families. But in other shift work industries and big companies, they don't have that. And I was quite blown away how advanced their systems were to look after the family unit. And lots of the stuff I was saying, Cassie, what about this? She goes, well, yeah, we we did that, we did this. And I go, tell me some more. And the biggest tip which I was trying to implement, but I didn't quite know how to word it was don't be afraid to ask the question. It doesn't hurt to ask and to ask them, mm-hmm. ask them, you d- you don't seem like yourself. Is anything been going on just to ask the question? It's never going to hurt to ask the question. And it comes down to people being brave in the workplace. And it's not about complaining about safety issues because I'm sure that is 10 times more scary because you could get fired for that apparently right right but when it comes down to the workplace and making it easier in the workplace just by asking the question you don't look like yourself you haven't been yourself you're a bit grumpy the other day and it's about being brave and that's all it comes down to everyone in the workplace, if they just took a step up and leveled up to be a little bit braver, you can shift the whole yeah. dynamics of the workplace because someone cares. And it only takes one person to ask the question to start the ball rolling. If you ask the question, people are more inclined when they, when they notice you not okay to ask you the question. And it's like a domino effect. If people just, just put their mind and their effort into asking the question, Now I propose in my, excuse me, in my programs to in in the work meetings. There's usually a work meeting. There's usually a group meeting at some time. Everyone's there, and it's to actually implement that simple strategy. But to each week, implement simple things, and even if it's a drop of a thought, of, of consciousness, of you know, how's your family been going? Have you been, had quality time with your kids? Maybe think about some quality time this weekend on your next shift off. And just putting little thoughts in that going to that conscious and the subconscious of that human where you can shift a workplace and all it takes is one leader to be the leader. And it can be the superintendent or the person in charge that just drops that little bit in, just drops one sentence in to shift the consciousness and make a change in the workplace and in the family home.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. And something so simple. It, I mean, think, it takes courage. but something And so it's simple. the courage
1: part, right? Yeah. So if someone came up to you and said, hey, Karen, are you all right? You don't seem yourself, right? right Would I you not be more it, inclined? You know, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the next time if you see that person not okay, You'd reciprocate that energy you'd be more likely to because they came up to you in the first place.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And that's
1: all it Absolutely. takes. Just that one one moment in time and one sentence could save someone's life.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I hear about the story which I'm you know, you may know as well about and I don't know who told it or I mean it's been gone several iterations of it I'm sure, but that, you know, someone sitting at the car ready to kill themselves or in a really dark and deep place and you know they're at a stop sign and you know a woman crosses the road uh happens to turn her head looks at the driver and smiles yeah and then he thinks wow she smiled at me she doesn't even know me she's a complete stranger if someone's like that in the world then maybe it's worth living and then they don't kill themselves So in the same way, you're saying, hey, just that one sentence, having that courage, that one sentence, maybe enough to, you know, to save someone's life. So and vice versa. So that's amazing.
1: And that's that, um, that Dalai Lama quote. It says, a simple smile. That's the start of opening your heart and beginning compassionate and being compassionate to others. The Dalai Lama said that. And whenever you Mm. think of someone's smile, I swear to God, doesn't your heart just pop open? Like Uh when someone smiles Uh or a baby giggles, it just goes pop. And you're right. That maybe, maybe just maybe that at that workspace, you saved a life. Maybe, just maybe by saying that one sentence, you stopped a divorce or had them pay attention to their children more that were missing them and felt lonely even in their own home. So it's, It's the little things,
0: isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And before we go into the next questions, I'm going to ask you for maybe a tip or two on either movement or nutrition related to mental health. We want to make sure that people listening to the show, either live or on the replay, have access to you, follow up with you. Uh, So uh, your website, let me just go ahead and uh, share that with everyone. So it's www.abundancehealth.com.au forward slash web so it's abundance health so that's what the health.com.au forward slash web and uh your facebook uh your facebook page is naomi live it. so if you go to facebook.com um you can forward slash naomi it's spelled n-a-o-m-i and then live it all one word L I V E I T and then you connect with Naomi there. So uh did I get all that right Naomi? Dr. I have <laughs> a treat. I have a treat for you actually.
1: Ooh. I have just I know and, uh, since yesterday. Yes. <laughs> um right. I know things happen quickly. I've been working with Andy. Um oh,
0: good for you.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Um my website is um live it dot life, L-I-F-E, yeah. so it's L-I-V-E Ooh. hyphen I-T dot life, live it life, and that's my new website. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, boy, you're yep.
1: fast, you got that done already. We, yeah, <laughs> we're getting crazy, <laughs> it's getting crazy.
0: That's great, that's great.
1: Because things are moving yeah. so uh, quickly, we had to be more specific with the website and that's what um that's what we've come up with. So I thought it was a bit cool.
0: Okay. So let me just double check. So it's um w dot live L I V E right? Yes. Yep. Slash or hyphen, sorry. I P dot Live. Yes. Okay. I'm not getting it up right now, so I don't know if I'm typing it in wrong or um live it dot okay. Uh, well, life. Okay. Oh, well, L
1: I F E life.
0: O L I F E. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's what I did wrong. Okay, so live it. dot life. L I F E. Yes. It's okay. my shining. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, let me, let me just check the phone lines here and see if anyone has – because we've been asking you lots of great questions already and, and sharing a lot of uh, value here, and um, I don't have any questions yet uh, with anybody with their hand up, so we can keep going. I, I know too. we promised folks that were on the mailing list that maybe you could share a few tips on either nutrition or, or, or movement uh, for mental health for shift workers.
1: My, um, and you would know this very well, Karen, my biggest issue is um, I love nutrition. It's my thing. And I love training. It's my thing. So I find the biggest um, issue that people that work away and also shift workers have is that when they're doing shift, it's really hard for them to train, especially if they have families, etc. The people that can train when they're on shift, I find usually are single people, but that's about it. So the, the biggest volume of people that can't train are the family people. So it's not about training when you're shift working. It's about training on your days off. So okay. when you when you want to, yeah. So what it comes down to is people working out, even if they do simple stuff with their family, like take the dog for a walk, as I spoke of earlier, or do the go to the gym, go for a swim, go for a brisk walk, but do it on their days off because as soon as they, Uh, One of the glitches where they don't train and they give up is really simple. They feel like a failure. So they start their training whilst on shift and they don't, um, if they say they're going to work three days a week, uh, train three days a week and they don't, they feel like they've failed and they throw it Ah. in. So this is one of the things that I've found over all this time is is a real issue. So I keep it to really simple, train on your days off only. And that gives okay. them the reprieve and it makes them not fail at something because they're hook- also quite often, exactly, and they're already on tender hooks or stressed in the family or tired from work. The last thing they need is to feel like a failure within, their own, within themselves. So we right. keep it really simple and, whatever you, and to find something you love. So people go, I'm going to go to the gym, but they hate the gym. So if they want to move, for their health of their mind and their spirit. They want to find something that they like doing because it's a forever thing. So I tell people that they need to find their forever thing. They don't want a fad thing. They don't want something because it's close. What's your forever thing that you get excited or you feel like doing? Yoga, swimming, walking, whatever it is, find your forever thing and do it on your days off only. That's
0: it. Okay. Well, maybe it's that a can help thing. me when I'm coming back from travel and all the other stuff that <laughs> yeah, I do. but last <laughs> night I was feeling slightly sad because I'm like, oh, I only skated this one week and I haven't done pairs and I haven't done ice dance. And, you know, because of all this other thing on my it. to-do list that I love doing and I love practicing. Yeah. You know, I love what I do, right? Like We yeah. love what we do. We love creating and sharing and helping people. And, and that playful part of me is like, yeah, but what about the skating? Don't you love that too? I <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, Karen! I love that you skate. I I actually skate, but you but nothing like you. You're amazing. I always think
0: it's hilarious uh, when the uh, when Aussies are like, "I'm a skater too." I'm like, really? <laughs>
1: uh, and you know what? You know, mine's actually a little bit bad compared to yours, Karen. I just push people over. I used to love playing roller derby, and then then there's people. That oh, actually I can skate. totally
0: see that. <laughs> really. Yeah, see, I'm 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 more like the princess. Uh, I yeah, love it. Like like I want to be. Delicate and and graceful and more like the Swan Lake type and I could see right? you roller derby queen. I just
1: I just my, I used to just love pushing people over. I know that's really bad, but it's actually true. Don't tell anyone.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. That's perfect because uh, I was always like, don't ever do that, Karen. You know, yeah, <laughs> I just no. wouldn't be very good oh, at God. it. I, I, oh my gosh. Well, you could be I, probably I, good I, at hockey too then. I used to play hockey. But well, not
1: um, ice hockey or anything, <laughs> but I did play hockey. And it, yeah, it hurts. Oh, Those good. hockey people are crazy. They've got dints in their shins. Let's get serious now.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. That
1: is too funny. Wow. That whole movie, wow. Like that whole – and uh, I know for a fact when I go away, I cannot even tell you how many times I've packed all my gym clothes and my runners, right? Yeah, and how many times I've never used them except for maybe once and I could be away for a week because when I'm away, there's always something on, there's always something after the gig, there's always something where you're catching up with mm. people you haven't seen for a long time and it's, we have the best intentions. But the only thing I have, that I'd felt bad about coming home from working away or whatever was not going to training. And so I decided, you know what, I, tra- my, I train for my whole life I will train so who cares about a week? I don't want to feel bad about a week. I want to go and have yeah. relax with my colleagues and learn some new things and create net you know, network well. I don't want to sit there worrying about training and you know? So that's where uh-huh. I learned. Make myself,
0: myself feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <and laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no use in me taking my shoes anymore. I'd much prefer to have fun because I you know, I love having fun. I'll do it when I get home. And the great thing is I know I'll do it when I get home because that's my forever thing and that's part of my life. Same as all the shift workers. I'm I'm a funny shift worker. I still fly away and I'm away every six weeks from my family and I come home. So I have to also learn these things and through myself and treating thousands of different shift workers. The little things are always the best things. The emotional stress to alleviate yourself from that is absolute magic. That's one of my tips, and it's a great tip so if people are home and they're moving for their spirit and their body and their their longevity, that's great and when they're away, lots of people like to um you know if there's buffets on for lunches or whatever there's happening, they like to go and eat the desserts and you know if some people are away for a month, imagine going away for a month and every night you ate your dessert that you don't usually eat that's pretty. You know the mean average uh, weight gain for a shift worker within the mining set, and the workers they're not all they're not miners. They they could be admin women or men, or they could be Uh the chef. But their mean average is seven to ten kilos, and they usually will put that on within the first yeah three to six months. So that's a lot of weight gain. So lots of people will be in camps, or lots of people are away from their partners. And they're not eating their usual food they eat. Plus, they have an array of food and desserts and sauces on everything, and they're eating it all. So the weight gain there and that leaning towards morbidity states is intense. So it's not we always hear these healthy food choices, don't we? And I think everyone's just so bored of hearing it that we don't pay attention to it anymore. But once again, it's the simple things that count, isn't it?
0: Right. Well, I definitely, you know, I was thinking I'm weak here in Hawaii, and I'm going to try this dessert. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I can imagine if I did that for a whole month, Yeah, so all, I'd probably get bored. But um, for me, but but I can, but I think some of the mentality is like I'm away from home, and I feel like that 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 little hole in my, you know, like I'm not loved, and so I'm going to eat dessert because it makes me feel loved for like three minutes.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what they do. They're actually filling the hole. So (laughs) these people that are lonely and they're sad, they're filling the hole. And then after a period of time, after six months, not only do they feel distracted, distant, and leaning towards depression at times, but they actually don't feel good about themselves when they look in the mirror. So that's another dint in their armor. You know, when people don't feel good about themselves, they quite often take it out on the people that they love the most. And that's one of the issues is that Mm -hmm. if people stay well and make healthy food choices, keep up their exercise, drink their water, keep moving, they're not going to feel down on themselves and they're not going to take it out on the people that they love the most. True. True. Yeah, so movement and nutrition, and the nutrition is really easy actually because it doesn't matter where we go in this world, there's always steak or fish or tofu and salad or vegetables. It's a no-brainer really. It's, it's not hard to be healthy. People just need to use their willpower and think about the big picture. We think about the moment. Mm-hmm. When we're eating, we think about the now and we run with our taste buds. Sometimes, I swear to God, Karen, I just want to chase people and pull their taste buds <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny.
1: And it's like, stop eating for your taste buds. Eat for nutrition. Eat for your health. Oh, but healthy food tastes like poo. Well, actually, it doesn't. It tastes fabulous. It's delicious. Let's get you some new case, taste buds. And it's retraining your brain. Yeah, and your yeah, rewiring buds, all
0: that. Right. Oh, for so sure, just, for sure. Yeah, just my 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 husband rewire. actually is was a a big sugar fan, and and so when I suggested he go to CrossFit, because I think that the accountability is really awesome for him, and he absolutely loves it. This was last January, and the first month he was there they had like a no sugar 30 day detox uh competition so then he could compete which he really likes and i was like thank you god right for this opportunity (laughs) and he he came in second place actually won a bunch of money um because he he lost uh eight pounds i think and but he's the only one in the whole group that actually gained muscle uh but the cool Uh, thing is afterwards oh and he was so strict right like one time we were out um you know uh in montreal and we didn't Bringing a food with us, and and it's a two-hour drive there. So on the way back, we stopped by a grocery store. I couldn't get organic stuff, but thought, okay, well, we'll get what we can. So we got this, you know, bag of carrots. And so I'm, he's driving. And I'm feeding him carrots, and he looks. He goes, he's like, that's got sugar in it. Check the ingredients. <gasps> I'm like, uh, honey, it's actually carrots. He goes, no, no, no. Check the ingredients. It it tastes sweet. I think they put something in it, right?
1: Because <laughs> oh it it's not organic carrots. So right. Funny. So I,
0: yeah, so so sure. I, so I look at the ingredients. Okay, it says carrots. <laughs> I go, is that it? <laughs> He's so funny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, whoa, it actually tastes sweet. And these were not even non-organic carrots. And I'm like, yeah, your taste buds have really changed, dude. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Like so people so get business.
1: addicted to sugar when they're away. Oh, Karen, yeah. Honestly. Oh, it's yeah. It's off scale. Sure. It's just, it's mind-blowing. And then they just blow up like these balloons. And then they don't feel sexy to their partner and it affects their libido, obviously. We know uh, this one, you know, yeah, and it messes the... with their hormones. You know, the roll-off effect of not eating right, it's, we know that there's not one system it doesn't affect. And we know your longevity decreases with the more bad food that you eat. But that whole um, in-the-bedroom scene of when you're not feeling sexy, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for male or female to not feel good and look in look feel like you look good in your own skin. It makes you self-confident and there goes your bedroom scene. So then you get home <laughs> and your partner's like, "I can't believe they don't want to have sex with me. They've been away for 2 weeks and the poor person that's put on weight like, "Oh my god, they're going to think I'm not sexy anymore. They won't want to have sex with me." And here the problem starts. So there goes oh your sex life. Oh my gosh. Just because you feel like you're not attractive. And it just goes on from there. So if people, you know, when they're away, please, people, please, can you please eat right and, and, you know, exercise at least when you get home so that you're not corrupting a whole lot of things like your longevity, whether you're going to see your grandkids, whether you're going to have sex (laughs) that night, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right,
0: right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's, this is so amazing, Dr. Naomi, that you have shared with us today, like some of the things I'd really so, never really thought of in terms of very, very specific, uh, very actionable tips. This has been amazing. And I just wanted to share with everyone your uh, website again and the Facebook group so or the Facebook site. So in the Facebook, it's Naomi It. So uh, N A O M I L I V E I T. Uh, so that's on Facebook, and then for the brand new website that just came out, it's Live It with a dash between them. Life, L I F E, and it's beautiful. I absolutely love your new website. It is gorgeous. Uh, so congratulations for that. And, and maybe you can share with our listeners with a few minutes we have left, just how they can get in contact with you. What, what do you have any, you know, group stuff? Do you have any one-on-one stuff like that they can connect with you to learn I, more?
1: I have a, um, I have the live your life empowered group. So if anyone would yeah. like to go onto that, that's my closed group. And I've collected an awesome bunch of humans that all have a specialty. Um, and we just share just random stuff. Some people put their things up. I put my stuff up. So I've got your Live Your Life Empowered group on Facebook. Um, I have a couple of Facebook pages for, for a few different reasons because I do, as as you know, Karen, a few different things. Um, uh-huh. I am on Instagram. I am the Joy Diva on Instagram. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but i got to love that. And then uh, another face yeah, and then the other one is uh abundance health uh with abundance health with Naomi Livet is uh Facebook page as well. You've got the web address which is great, but if anyone needs to contact me, um you can contact me on uh and my email address if you wish, which is Naomi Hyphen. Naomi at, sorry, naomi at live hyphen it dot life. The same as the web address, but with Naomi at the front.
0: Oh, if anyone great. needs to have a and quick check. And it looks chat. like yeah. you have a, yeah, so if you, you do some, um you know, some some calls there or strategy calls uh, that are available. And then you also have a freebie on your new website too, I see. Yeah, I did that one for mamas,
1: for for, you know, crazy moments so everything keeps evolving (laughs) (laughs) as you know with this whole um, you know I've been working with shift workers for over 10 years and come from a family of shift workers and miners so I find it really interesting last time I saw you Karen how it evolved into this in such a short period of time and all the magical little diamonds that have actually come out that that I find have been sitting there the whole time and I Mm. absolutely cannot wait uh, for my book to be released and get out there mm. into the mining industry one-on-one doing keynotes and keynote yes. speaking at events on this particular topic because keynote speaking is my thing. But I just yep. can't wait to, um, until this Pull Your shift Together book comes out. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, definitely we would love to have you back on the show when the book comes out just to – help let you know share it let people know about it and uh yeah so just remember to give me a heads up uh you know when when you feel like that's going to be launched and let's let's do another show i'd love that
1: that would be fabulous and thank you for having me though i really appreciate it and i love meeting you in real life not just online
0: but i love meeting
1: you (laughs) oh and having your energy in the room you just light up a room i loved it it was awesome
0: Aw, oh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Naomi. So I want to thank you for being on the show, and, and your work is going to impact so many, so many people. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and to share your magic with us. I also want to thank the folks listening in live and on the replay. Um, lots of love, everyone. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Big hugs, Thanks, Dr. Karen.
1: Naomi. Have a My beautiful pleasure. day.
0: See ya. Bye, everyone. Thank you.